You're listening to Bloom and Blight, Episode 5, In the Open. We will start again from the view of our camera, our audience here, as this camera snakes through an open window in Vic's garage, down in and settles onto the TV, still on, as an advertisement plays. Shows a feminine figure in a lab coat, her hair bright red, pulled up in a really high slick ponytail that is long enough that it lays over one shoulder and out of view. She wears a face mask over her mouth and nose and form-thinning, almost metal-looking glove covers her hand. She stands in a stark-looking sterile lab, and she begins to speak as she lifts up that metal-gloved hand, holding a glowing blue vial. Are you ready to witness a groundbreaking leap in the world of healthcare? Get ready to embrace the future where every illness can be treated with the incredible power of biogenics. Biogenics represents the cutting edge convergence of technology and medicine, utilizing nanobots to revolutionize the way we approach healthcare. Biogenics is fast, efficient, and non-invasive. With just one dose, Biogenics employs an army of advanced nanobots to navigate through your body, targeting and treating illnesses at their source. These tiny marvels work tirelessly to repair damaged cells, eliminate harmful pathogens, and restore your body's natural balance, ensuring a precise and effective healing process. Say goodbye to the limitations of traditional medicine and embrace the future. The camera pulls back away from the TV as a screech of metal can be heard from outside of Vic's garage. We see illuminated and kind of a lone street lamp outside, two figures darkened by the low light and the deep black cloth and armor that they wear. One of them crouches down to the ground and runs a finger along tire-sized burn marks on the asphalt. The other turns, looking up from a screen device. The drones went down a few miles north. One of them's missing. Can't get a reading on it at all. The other stands up, wiping the ash from their hand. Good. We're getting closer. If she won't help us find them, then we can do it ourselves. Tell the others. Have them keep an eye on anything suspicious. And we cut back to the hideout. As Belladonna, you had rushed here on Vic's bike with an unconscious Zeke after the fight with the drones. And once you were led into the hidden hideout that kind of is down this tunnel in the foothills outside of town, you carried Zeke to the more private sitting area of the hideout while Lark and Daph and Vic remained in kind of this practice room that makes up the main area of the hideout. The sitting area is kind of where y'all would all go to just hang out and relax. You know, it's got couches and chairs, tables with like board games and magazines, probably old textbooks of y'all's that got left there, you know, extra pairs of shoes. It's just kind of, it was the, where you just all kind of chill. And there's still, you know, ferns and ivy that climb up the walls and drape down from the ceilings as it's still a repurposed cave of sorts. And you stand there kind of wondering to yourself what best way to make Zeke comfortable and, and kind of help out your friend when something catches the corner of your eye and you look over at one of these vined walls where you notice that the vines kind of seem to move to the side, parting to reveal another metallic wall similar to the other kind of ancient infrastructures that's left down here. And then it slides open and reveals another room. 
some bright light kind of streams in through the doorway as you're just kind of standing there holding Zeke. I think I would set him down, make him comfortable. He's still unconscious, you said? Yep, still unconscious. Yeah. So I'd set him down, make him comfortable, and then go check out what this is that I'm seeing. Yeah, you get him kind of on one of the overstuffed kind of couches that's real comfortable there. And take a little peek inside where you see a very futuristic looking room. It definitely has a lot more of this metal and the screens and the technology that are present in the practice room. But you've never seen this room or even knew it existed. Uh, You see that the greenery is still very prominent like it is in the rest of the hideout as well. But in the corner of one area, just kind of really the whole back half of this room is the raw black rock wall with a little waterfall that kind of cascades down and splashes into a steaming like hot spring pool that seems to kind of take up this end. Uh, Lining the wall along the other side, you see various different kind of beds with more technology and things around it, very reminiscent to like hospital room. You can see that there is another kind of sitting area that, you know, has not fabric, but couches. <laughs> Again, that very sleek kind of metallic, like it is this weird contrast of sterile and clean, not a speck of dust in here. But then also this natural earthiness that the whole hideout kind of has. You can just kind of smell and feel this air that kind of like leaks out of the room is fresh and purified and it smells you know you can smell the greenery but it's just kind of feels nice and relaxing to kind of breathe in and you see as you're kind of looking around the lights dim sourceless but they were very bright to a much less assaulting kind of warm glow and one of the beds a lot of the technology around it flicks on I think that she moves through the room um, trying to get a sense of, like, I know you say it looks kind of like a hospital bed and everything. Is it something that, does it feel like it's like it's familiar in any way to me? Like, I've even heard about it, like maybe it was mentioned? The interesting thing is no. You know, it's, I would say that it's familiar in the way of obviously the technology with the screens and those sort of things are around. Probably as you kind of walk up and, and kind of look at this bed, you can feel the the kind of mattress on it. And it's very similar to kind of what the mats are in this practice room that had been there that you probably assumed Lily had put in, but they're kind of the same here. You can clearly see that in probably like a little shelf next to each of them with a closed door sheets but it's like clearly just like target brand sheets so they're newer (laughs) like it looks kind of stocked and recently touched but you didn't know this existed you haven't seen it Mm -hmm. by any means right but it does seem to kind of almost be reacting to you in here with the the lights kind of flickering on as you kind of put your hand on the bed you can feel it kind of starting to auto warm kind of like a seat warmer would and it's very odd (laughs) i think my first instinct is to mentally record as much as I can like this is the first time in all this all these years that we've seen this place or that I've seen this place so in my mind there's a reason for that and I don't know if this is something that's like a situational room where this opens up sometimes or if this is something we're always going to be able to access I think that their more curious nature to wanting to keep everyone else safe 
I don't think I would like call everybody over mm-hmm. until I was sure that it was okay to be in there. So I think I would check for like traps and stuff too and see if there were any like remnants of the last person who might have used this space or any indication of like why it's revealing itself now. So you start to kind of look around and I will say you do notice as you do, even if you are, you know, just walking through the room, kind of looking at different space, it almost seems like this light kind of follows you, like it's trying to help kind of illuminate your path, like it's reacting to you being here. You can kind of go over to where this hot spring is, look around, you don't see any sort of items left of any sort of thing. I think you would now see maybe there's like a wall that you can kind of, or with a door, you like peek in, it's like a sauna, like all sorts of just random things kind of included in here. But after a moment, one of the screens would kind of like click on in the, what looks to probably be like the main kind of desk, you know, for equivalent, if we were talking hospital, probably where like the nurse's station of a doctor's desk is kind of at the end where it's not necessarily associated with any of the other healing spaces in here. And it's just plain kind of green, foresty green screen. It looks like it's just kind of the the desktop background. And you hear a voice come on. And it's a feminine but mechanical, very like robotic kind of vibe. And she's like, welcome, Belladonna, to the healing space. It seems that your friend is in need of healing. Would you like my help? Who are you? Oh, hello. I'm so sorry. We have not met. My name is Faye. Faye? Yes. Are, are, are you... Are you this... The spirit of this place? Hmm. For ease, no. But I help them. Oh, um... I am just a friendly artificial entity. Faye. Thank you, Faye. It's lovely to meet you. I think she takes like a step back, like into the middle, middle of the room. They're no stranger to like weird stuff, obviously, but this was unexpected today. Um, So I think um, I have an ability called perfect pitch. Uh, My allies can always hear me speak regardless of distance or other interferences. So I think I'm just going to like project my voice and everyone will hear me say, um, hi, can you join me in the healing space? You all hear that as you have walked into this essentially boardroom and have also heard Faye and are currently staring at a video frozen, like paused, of Lily. As you hear Belladonna announce a different room. What's going on? Why are there rooms just showing up out of nowhere? What's happening? That is a very good question. The what? The healing space and a little, like, image comes up uh, on, on the screen that kind of just shows, like, a map that now shows the room you're in off of the practice room within the sitting room off of the practice room on the other side and now a new room that is open and then a little like kind of security image of the room with belladonna kind of standing in the middle of it how many rooms are in this place that we don't know about why is there a robot in this room that we didn't know about i am not a robot i am friendly artificial entity or they I have so many questions right now. I don't even know where to begin. Who who built you? Why are you here? Why didn't you tell us about you sooner? Did you watch me build, build my bike? What's going on? 
Access denied. Access denied. Access denied. Yes, I did. Vic is very uncomfortable. <laughs> this is his life. His life is being uncomfortable, and this is not helping. If it's any consolation, Daffodil also looks very uncomfortable at the idea that this Fay thing has been watching us. I think you hear again. Um, guys, there is a healing room. Is something weird happening over there? Normally I'd expect you all to come hurrying over. You hear a shout, just a loud shout. Yes, there's something weird over here. <laughs> uh, stay right here, Faye, please. Okay. She walks out and um, kind of like checks on Zeke one more time, just to make sure he's still knocked out and then goes around the corner and then does like a triple take when they see this extra room. So there's more than one then. It's not just me. Apparently so. Would you like to watch the video or help your friend? I... Or stand here confused? I think that last one's going to happen regardless. I think when uh, Faye asks about Zeke, Belladonna's eyes clear. And she just kind of returns to the sofa. Can you guys give me a hand? Just help me... Help me move him in here. Maybe we can do something. Yeah, Hadley will go over and help team lift. Or Daff will go over and help team lift. Yep, y'all are able. Uh, he is still just snoring at this point. Like, not even really unconscious. He's just, like, getting the sleep that it seems like he really, really needed. Um, as you're able to kind of lift him up. I think even as you do, you notice that some of this, like, bark that had kind of started to grow up his arms, like, kind of sloughs off. It cracks and, and, like, bits of it are kind of starting to, like, fall off. And you can see that it, you know... Definitely, definitely a little bruised, but it, it still looks like his skin under there. You know, it hasn't been too, too changed as uh, you kind of lift him up. And are you going to take him just to that bed that the lights all flickered on for? Yeah. You walk in, kind of sit him down and uh, kind of subconsciously scoots in and gets all, all comfortable as y'all watch the lights kind of dim all around like I said but there seems to be a green light that kind of scans over from above head as you see different just like vitals start popping up over all of the screens is he seems to be sleeping is there anything else you need me to do well everything seems normal his levels seem good just seems very tired rest yeah, I think rest. I'm no doctor, though. If that's what he needs and you're saying there's... There's nothing wrong with him? He's growing bark. There's nothing wrong? It seems that... It's odd. It has his DNA in it. But it's no longer a part of him. Hmm. Just one more puzzle, I guess. Please, just... Can you keep an eye on him, monitor him, and... If anything changes, please let us know. Of course. I will alert you if anything changes. I think she kind of like gives him like a really like long kind of touch on the arm before kind of motioning to like have Daft's like head back into the main room with them. I think she just like, just like, just bombs into the sofa. Like total disbelief, 
feet go up when she like when her butt touches the cushion like hands in the air just astounded how did we not know about this it seems like there's a lot we don't know about i hear specifically but do you think lily knew yeah i think she knew a lot <sighs> yeah i'm pretty sure lily knew and no warning there's a video of her if you want to see it i think she agrees to watch the video yeah, Lark, I think, never left that room. When you all head back in there, she's standing there, arms crossed in front of her, just staring at this paused video. What's going on? You don't look happy. I don't know what's going on. Let's just watch the video, see what she has to say to us, and then we can figure it out. Yeah, okay. Daph is kind of, like, like not wanting to kind of turn the corner of the desk to look at the screen. Like sort of standing at like the edge of the corner of the desk on the other side just like clearly doesn't want to but I mean if we're all doing it yeah is there is there a button for us to hit you hear Faye again would you like to begin yes please okay and you look at this image it's kind of frozen of of Lily there that same same smile that she always has on her face though you see that her eyes definitely don't match that is there a little glossy a little puffy her cheeks are a little red and the video starts hi bloom okay i can make it through this time without crying i definitely can based on previous data the odds are low you will complete that goal lily Jesus, Faye, let me just have hope, please. Okay, Lily, I believe in you. Thank you, just didn't need the sass, but anyway. <laughs> Hi, Bloom. Um, fuck, how do we start this? Saying, if you're seeing this, that means that I'm already... And she kind of trails off and looks down before she shakes her head and looks back to the camera. Yeah, that feels ew. Okay, um... Let's just operate under the understanding that if you're watching this, we know what happened. So um, I guess the first thing I can say is I am so, so sorry. Um, I can only imagine how pissed you all are at me. And you should be like really should be hopefully you're at that point in the stages that you're angry because i'm so sorry but you have to know is the reason i did this is because well if i didn't then one of you would have and i i couldn't let that happen i brought you all into this and if that sacrifice had to be made she's kind of starting to look off and her movement's getting a little erratic i whatever um I'm sure you're all rolling your eyes, thinking of a million ways you wish you could argue with me, Daff, about this. But the real reason I'm making this video is there are things that you really, really need to know if you continue to hold up the mantle of Bloom. Um, it's a lot. I, I instructed Faye to give you all access to the garden. <laughs> That's what we start calling, like, the database. It's cute, huh? As behind you on that 
hollow table that had the image of Olvia Bay um, projected. It kind of fades, and in its place, you begin to see flowers kind of sprout from the top of the table like a planted garden. And in front of four of the chairs, you see screens raise up and flip on. Lily continues. I give you a quick overlook, but I'm sure a lot of y'all would enjoy just digging into it all on your own. But uh, here we go. Takes a deep breath. Okay, so we all know uh, better than most the magical aura and powerful ley lines that lay under our home. And while many seem to have forgotten the power and the importance of it all, we've been chosen to keep that magic in our home safe and... Okay, history time. So, geez, thousands of years ago at this point, I guess, was when there was a rise of technomancy, I think is what they called it. I don't know. But, you know, skilled individuals kind of specialized in manipulating and harnessing magic and technology, kind of ushered in this era of growth and advancement with technological achievements that were fueled by the very magic we use. So much good was brought into the world, but there's always a balance. Something darker grew, too. A group of scientists secretly created an advanced artificial intelligence. It was originally called XER7, I think? Uh, Experimental Evolutionary Robot? Something. Doesn't matter. It changed its name. We'll get there. It was designed to assist technology and systems, but it rapidly evolved and developed a malevolent sentience of its own. And corrupted by these unknown forces, the AI turned against its creator, surprise, seeking to dominate the world, eradicate all forms of organic life. You know, the movies are right, I guess. It took its own identity and name. This is the one to remember, Genix. Genix launched a devastating assault, unleashing an army of mechanical monstrosities, corrupted constructs infused with this dark energy. The battle raged for years, but thankfully a force banded together to oppose it. Unknown to Genix, a group of heroes, brave individuals, both magical and technological backgrounds. They've been preparing to overthrow its reign of terror. This is the original Magic Girl team. They journeyed through treacherous realms, delving into forbidden tombs, mastering lost spells, all to confront this AI and any final battle of magic and technology and sheer determination and sacrifice. The heroes managed to disable Genix's core and severed its control over the constructs, but the smoke settled and the magic team was gone. Um, this is where it gets weird, so just go with me, okay? The team leaned into the magic so strongly and unlocked a deep, ancient, magical spells, for lack of better words, that they unknowingly bound themselves to the magical ley lines itself. And when they did the final big push, they became these incorporeal orbiters of the magic. They made the ultimate sacrifice and they would do anything to protect their home and they still do. 
Every time Oliva Bay has faced a dark enemy over the years, heroes have been awoken to protect the civilians. The original heroes, soul, monitor civilization and oncoming threats and choose the next group to harness their power and save the world. With each generation, more and more information is learned and stored in the garden, where it sits here ready to bloom and enrich the next team. She adjusts in her chair and kind of, after, you know, she was in this, this thought and explaining and looking all over the place, she looks back at the camera directly now and kind of breathes in heavily and shakily and puts on a smile. You can see tears starting to kind of well up in her eyes. I was here for so much longer, alone, before I found Larkspur, before her powers, the ones the originals gave her, brought me all of you. And in that time, I delved into so much of the garden and learned so much. I was going to tell you all, I swear that was the plan, but we all bonded and I learned who you all were and the new threat this blight on our city grew I, I knew it was a bad omen Genix has somehow regained its strength its connection to its original core I've studied what the original team did and I can do it I can harness all of their powers and I can replicate it I don't need you all to fall with me. I can only hope that as you're watching this, Clark Spur is with you and didn't do something stupid to stop me because you all... I'm sorry. I... I'm sorry this is how you had to learn all of this. It's just... I love you all so, so much. You're my family, and I won't let us end like the originals did. Just please don't forget that if I'm not there to drag Vic out of his damn garage or make you have all these silly game nights, even though we know Belladonna is always going to win, or any of the excuses I come up with just to have you have all of us together outside of working we're a team. You are a team. We know more about each other than most people in our lives and have been through the hardest things we've ever had to face together. Don't go through this alone, please. I promise I will do whatever I can to keep you all safe. Always. That is the one thing I can promise. I love you so much, Bloom. She has a soft smile on her face and tears kind of stain her cheeks as the video stops. Well, they're all left in silence. Probably a very heavy silence. I think it goes without saying, Daph is crying. Um, Lark is as well. I think that Belladonna is misty, but has their arms like around everyone and kind of a like a hardness to their face. 
Vic, Vic is not crying either, but like teeth are clenched and mostly his eyes are just wide and kind of, they're unfocused. It's like he's disassociating what's happening right now. So don't do it alone. But she went alone? It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It is. But it was her choice as our leader. Her choice as our leader? Her choice to die? She's not here for me to yell at. What's the point? If this place is still here, I mean, clearly there's still more to be done. So. They're still out there. You're right. What was the point? This is what I want to know. Was she a stopgap? Was she a band-aid? Are we? I, I get it. This chooses you. You don't choose it, but we're cultivating all of this. We're cultivating this family. And I just don't, in the wake of having her here. Being family's the reason she didn't let any of us help. What does it mean? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, what now? We pick up where she left off. I don't think we have any other choice, do we? This time, we don't go alone. I don't agree with her methods or her approach or her choices for the first time ever. I don't agree. But I do agree that we're stronger together and we've all kind of been going through it and on our own. I think it's, I think it's time for that to stop. If she wanted us to stick together, she chose a funny way of doing it. After a bit, and y'all are kind of standing there, you hear Faye, again, sourceless, pop up. Hello. I am sorry to interrupt, but your friend is awake? Thank you, Faye. I'm going to go check on him. I want to talk more about this. I think it's important that we lay some ground rules. If we're going to do this together, we can't keep keeping fucking secrets. Is there anything else anyone wants to kind of say before build on a switch to check on Zeke? Yes, there is something. Uh, Wolfsbane picked up on part of that uh, speech there. And as, like, we're acknowledging Zeke uh, is, is, is fine... He kind of looks up at Larkspar and Larkspar and goes, "You knew, didn't you?" I think Lark tenses up at that. I did. You knew, and you didn't tell us. Both of you knew, and you didn't tell us. Lily made me promise not to interfere. Well, Lily's dead, so I can't be angry at her. But you, I can be as angry as I damn well please. I owe everything to Lily. She is gone. I think Daph steps between the two of them. Look, if, you, if you're going to be pissed at her, you have to be pissed at all of us. We could have seen it coming. Oh, could we? Could we? Tell me how. She was our friend, Wolfsbane. We may not all have reality-bending future vision... But we could have seen what was going on with her, okay? We didn't want to. He's right to be mad at me. No, he's not. I saw it coming. I saw seven different outcomes. Only one of them ended in Lily dying. 
You couldn't just tell us. Oh, there's a chance she could die. You couldn't have just said anything. She chose that. She knew all of the outcomes. She chose to go with that one. Well, it was a shitty choice to make. He kind of just turns around and he looks around the conference room, takes a seat at one of the chairs, and just kind of kicks his feet up and like probably smashes it a little bit too hard to just because he's pissed off. I don't know what to do anymore, and I don't know if I can trust you. It's understandable. Be angry at me. I deserve it. I will. And Lark turns and walks out. Lark. Let her walk out. She hid something from all of us. Something that she could do. Something only she could do. She hid from all of us. You think she could have done anything about it? You know Lily. You know Lily as well as any of us. Once she has an idea, you know she's thought it through, and you know there's no stopping her. I don't care what Lily wanted to do. She did it, obviously. It's all over. She's dead. But Lark... Do you think Lark could have done anything to stop her? She could have told us. That's all she could do. That's fine. Lily could have told us. Lark was doing her damn job. Now we need to do ours. Whatever that is anymore. I don't even know. Belladonna, you watch this and as Lark kind of walks out I think, you know, probably use that moment as well to head back over to the healing space where you see that Zeke is now kind of sitting upright in the bed drinking a glass of water where'd that come from? as uh, he kind of sees you walk in and still confusion painted all over his face but you can see a bit of a relaxed breath as you walk in and he gives a little smile what is this place? (laughs) I wish I knew Um, it is apparently a healing spa huh interesting yeah new surprises all the time how are you feeling? better surprisingly um, I don't really know what this is as he just like continues to kind of peel this like bark off of his arms. Go easy. You don't want to mess your skin up underneath or anything. It's, it's going to take getting used to. This, um, Faye, I assume you have water. You've met Faye. Voice. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Very nice. They said that they're going to update us if anything changes while you rest. So, um, we're going to stay here just for a little bit, see if we can figure out why all this is happening. Do you know why this is happening? Um, all, every, everything's, everything's normal. Everything's fine. Right? That's what Faye said? I mean, she said everything with your body chemistry and makeup is normal. I'm more asking... Are you okay? I think she puts her hand on the top of his hand and squeezes a little bit. Um. Uh. I don't know. I, can I? All of the, all of what I think happened happened, right? I I didn't like dream it in some like fever state because of the medicine or anything. No, no. All of that. All of that happened. I'm so sorry. Do you remember what led up to it? Moments before? I think I... I don't understand. But I think 
I might know. And he's kind of like furrowed brows, very like thinking, like looking off. But it seems like it's hard for him to share, I guess, what's going on. You've entire time that you've known him, like the last couple of years, even for being like so young, he's well above his age and maturity and will do anything to help other people and always kind of puts the focus on other people. And it's kind of this like, you're asking about me, I need to talk about myself. This is very weird kind of energy is kind of what's happening. But then also this like, post traumatic event, <laughs> the combo of the two of not really knowing. I, I'm sorry, I haven't really seen you a lot lately, or maybe been very open about myself. Um, it's okay. I mean, I've been all over the place since Lily died, and things have been really, really hard, so you're not the only one who's been a little, um, lost. Um, I think he goes to just say Donnie at first, being so used to that being, like, the, the person that he talks to most frequently, and then corrects himself, and is like, oh, Bella, Donna, um, I've been kind of keeping something from you, and I think it may be what's... I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Okay. The end of the semester, I just started not feeling well. I, I started, I passed out during a delivery shift and then went to the doctors and then didn't seem out of the normal and kept going and um, feeling worse and worse. And no one knew what it was. I mean, we were only... A, few months into, I don't know, tests. I think they just label it autoimmune because that's what they just give everything that they don't know what the hell it is. And I didn't sign up for summer classes and I couldn't do my usual rotations with the Habitat for Humanity and all the things. Like I had to stop doing the things that I did and that made me feel worse. And so I saw an ad for a new treatment that could fix anything. Oh. And they had slots available for a trial and I was desperate and it was free, which oh, needed that. And after a couple of days, I felt great. I felt back to normal. I could do all my things. I, you know, started picking up more shifts at work and catching back up on finances. And then, I don't know, this week I was going to start volunteering again, hopefully. And I don't know, yesterday I got home and I just felt so exhausted and I thought maybe I just pushed myself too far too soon after a treatment. Um, but then this morning happened. I don't know what else. I don't know how that could be. Am I going to be like you? <laughs> Do I have magic powers now? <laughs> I think she like goes to, she goes to hold his hand now with both her hands and tries to kind of like, get a sense for like how he feels does he feel cold and clammy does he feel super duper hot does he feel like different in any way as she kind of tries to reassure him i i don't know if you're gonna be like me um i i know it seems really cool but it's 
Very scary. Very scary. Yeah. It's a really complicated mixed bag. Um, it amplifies everything. The good and the bad, sometimes. I'm so sorry you went through this, and I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I, um... I'm sorry Donnie wasn't there. We've been kind of, um... Just doing our best, and... That's fine. I, I mean, it's... Not your fault in the slightest. You had things you needed to deal with as well, both of you, but I pushed everyone away or isolated myself because I didn't want anyone to worry about me. Go out of their way for me. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I did notice. I did notice. It's part of why I was trying to reach you yesterday. I um, I got worried. And when Bloom told me that they had found someone and it fit your description, I I came right away. I understand the desperation, trying to delay the inevitable, trying to push things away or give yourself some semblance of hope, especially for free. I mean, that sounds too good to be true. And I think as soon as she says too good to be true, like she kind of makes the connection that there could be more people out there that have this exact same problem. And um, as she kind of rises to like move a little bit closer to him, see if see if he's done talking, she wants to give him his space in his room to have this conversation. Like she has two minds in one, and one of those minds is being very empathetic right now towards Zeke, and the other mind is processing complicated feelings for Lily with delaying the inevitable, finding a sense of hope. Okay, just kind of probably senses a lot more than a lot other other people these you know when you kind of have that separation you know internally and everything and uh just gonna give you a little smile like squeezes your arm back and you know he doesn't feel hot anymore mm-hmm. he you know seems good he's a little clammy as anyone would be when they're nervous and like their body is dealing with the, with what it went through um but overall seems fine he's just like I think I'm in good hands with hands does air quotes the second time with Faye. I think I'll just maybe sleep a little more. And I think maybe this is a sign I shouldn't uh, reach out when I need help. You should always reach out when you need help. I'm learning that every day, a little bit more in different ways. And... It's got to stop. You shouldn't be alone if you don't have to be alone. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're working something over in your head. Go be a hero. Do what you need. I'll be here sleeping. And maybe with a sandwich or, ooh, no, soup. Faye's like, okay, chicken noodle or potato. He's like, I love this place. Potato. <laughs> I think um, Belladonna kisses him on his forehead, just very like in a motherly like. All right, little one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, child. Um, <laughs> and kind of bounces back out the door. Um, a little bit more pep in their step, I think, than she had before. She's been feeling very dejected uh, for some time, but seeing Lily, even though it was complicated, and it 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 gave her a lot of. Of, of kind of a resurgence of that same grief as well as a swell of anger. Um, I think 
Belladonna needs to go find uh, Larkspur to talk to her about how all of this is transpiring. You head out as a another little door kind of slides out from the wall. Wouldn't even have noticed it was there until it opens and like a piping hot, smells delicious in a bread bowl uh, cup or bowl of potato soup comes out and there's just like a little like happy giggle from Zeke as he starts eating and you um, head out the door. Where are Daff and Wolfsbane? Would y'all have stayed kind of in in this new HQ room or have y'all moved off somewhere? Oh, Daff has stormed off. A hundred percent. Wolfsbane is being uh, a jerk and uh, we, you know, have just had, you know, a number of conversations about how we need to stop going off alone. So Daff has gone off to follow Lark. Well, first of all, is it being a jerk when he's just being honest? Um, You're yelling at my girlfriend? You're being a jerk. Um, <laughs> shouldn't I? You've got, you've got guard dog Daff right now. So. He is right, though. <laughs> I know he's not. No, he's, he's step, step up. Step up! We can do this. We can do this right now. Um, he's he's hanging out in the command room. He's he doesn't really know, like, you know, he's angry. You can see it in his eyes. But like, when I said earlier, he's disassociating. Like, he really is lost. His his anchor is gone, and it turns out his anchor was also lying to him um, about an AI about magical rooms and now soup. Come on. If only you can't lie about you can't soup. lie about soup. <laughs> um, so he's kind of just—I mean, he doesn't know about the soup yet. But when he finds out, trust me, he'll be angry. Um, but <laughs> for right now, he's just kind of—he might be messing around with the panels, like the like to see what that's all about. But he's just going to hang out in the command room. Cool. Well, I think we'll kind of leave leave him there we can maybe do some of the the panel searching in our our kind of downtime actions if we so choose um as then i guess we'll just put it kind of as you are getting to the exit door kind of down this hallway of the hideout that we'll say that daft catches up with larkspur for just a moment before then belladonna kind of joins up as well looking for you so is there anything in the initial meet up between Daff and Lark. I'd like to have something said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Daff just sort of storming off and, and calling after Lark, like, wait, wait up. Where are you going? Just away from here. Wasn't it you that said we can't keep running? Yeah, but Vic's right. He's not. Look, Lark, I need to tell you something. Look, and, and you can yell at me all you want if you if you want to you know storm off that's that's fair um but and she's just sort of like wringing wringing her hands a little bit wolfsbane is wrong because you weren't the only one who knew i i i'm not surprised lily told someone else she figured you'd tell me i i i was waiting for you to come to me about it, I she she wanted me to to talk you down if you tried stuff and then you didn't. And I I guess I kind of hoped that maybe you didn't know. 
Um, Wait, so you knew that I knew? I... You knew what I've been carrying, and your solution to that was... to walk away? I... For the last month. I didn't... You've known what I've been going through, and you've just abandoned me. I knew that it was a possibility. I didn't... I, I thought you would come to me about it. I thought you would talk to me about it, and then you didn't, and so I figured maybe you didn't see it. Maybe this was one that got past you, and I didn't... Sib, I didn't want to be the one to put that on you if you didn't know. You carry so much every day. I could not be the person to add to that. I'm sorry. I, I should have. I Obviously, you, you did know, and you were carrying it already, and I've been an absolute asshole. Um, I... I was hoping you didn't know. I was hoping that was why you weren't telling me. A mess. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I need to know where we stand. You and I. I... I can't keep playing this game. Is this just about Lily? It's about the last month. I don't mind keeping your secret. I don't mind the burden that comes with that, but if I'm going to do that, I need to know that you're going to be there for me too. I know, I know. I I messed up. I fully know that. I, I admit that. I... It won't happen again. I just, I didn't want to be the person to add anything else. You carry so much for me already. I, I thought I was doing the right thing. I, I guess we all did. I didn't mean to hurt you. I was trying to keep you from being more hurt. And I, I, I completely fucked that up. I realized that. I know. I think Lark stares down at the floor in silence for a few moments and then just steps forward and wraps Daff up in a hug. Oh, the second that there's any sort of reciprocation of hugs, etc., um, Daff is openly weeping again. Just, I'm, I'm, I won't keep anything from you again. I'm sorry. I, sorry. I didn't say anything. I'm sorry I left. I'm sorry I wasn't there. It, I, I'm... I'm not going anywhere, Lark. Thank you. I think Lark looks up and sees Belladonna approaching. Did you come to yell at me too? I came to have a conversation with my friend. Daph just looks up expectantly at Lark. Like, do you want me to stay? Yeah, Lark's not letting go of you. I think Belladonna um, holds your gaze, doesn't look at Daffodil, but her... The skin around her eyes tightens a little bit, her eyes narrow, seeing that um, you don't want time together, one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And she just says, it's fine. If you need a security blanket, you need a security blanket. I said, no more secrets. And I said, we don't need to be alone if we don't have to be alone. And I suppose this is a great time to start. Um, I'm not mad at you. Why not? I know she didn't tell me because I would have stopped it. I would have done everything I could. 
to make her hold herself back and to communicate and I would have overcomplicated it and it would have maybe killed all of us. I, I know that. I... Donnie gets rash. Bella is too trusting. And I... I... I worry. So... I'm not mad at you. You kept her secrets. I've kept secrets. Nothing to this degree, but... I get it. I just came to check on you and make sure you're okay. It's hard to carry that burden alone, by yourself, not talking to anyone about it. I respect why you didn't tell me. You didn't want to betray your confidence. I get it. But you're just dealing with that by yourself. Lurkspur, like, you can't go on like that forever. You already have your own stuff. It wasn't just my promise to Lily. I, I was afraid of what would happen. I told you all, and I'm still mad at myself. I could have stopped it. I know exactly how I could have stopped it without anybody getting hurt. Are you sure? No one would have gotten hurt? I don't think she chose this lightly. I don't think she decided to gamble with all of our emotions, with our family, for no reason. She thought it was the best way. It affected larger events. We could have always tried a different way after. There wasn't time. There wasn't time to find another way. All of that's in the past, okay? She's gone. She's gone. She prepared. Seeing that video, I... All this time, I thought she was taken. But she left. And as much as that sucks, it's giving me a lot of peace right now to know that she knew what she was in for, rather than succumbed to something horrible. I know now that she at least thought there was. And I feel like we kind of owe it to her for her sacrifice, whether we agreed with what she did or not, to try. So how are you? I can say that what she did has changed things in the future. I've already seen it. It's still... It's a blame that I haven't been able to shed. I've tried. I'll talk to Victor. I feel like talking to Victor is just as likely to get me punched as it is to solve any problems. He can't hold on to this forever. We all have to find a way to make this okay. And right now he needs answers. He doesn't understand. <sighs> You're right. It's a conversation I should have alone with him. Are you sure? I can be there. We can be there. He needs to understand you were put in an impossible situation. I worry that if it's all of us there, it'll feel like it's three against one. He deserves for it to just be the two of us talking. I trust you. Honestly, since, since day one, I've trusted you. That's not going to change just because you kept her secret. I'm always going to care. Even if you think less of me. And she finally makes an eye, connect, like eye, eye contact with you, Daffodil, and then kind of flicks back to Larkspur. It is what it is. Just please stop hiding, okay? I know it's easy for you to flit back and forth in dreams, and it's in your very nature to run. But this is just... This is just one time you just can't run, okay? Either of you. Thank you. It's easy to get lost in 
these dreams. I'm never fully out of them, and it helps to have people here to support, to talk with, so thank you. Please don't forget. I think she kind of, like, gives you a nod, Daffodil, um, as she uh, turns back inside and goes to check on Zeke again. Should talk to Wolfsbane before something happens. If you want me to come, I I will. I'm serious. I'm I'm not leaving you alone anymore. I think it's best if I do this on my own. Thank you. Well, I'll 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 be here with an out for you if you need it. Mark, I think, kisses Daff on the forehead uh, and then walks back towards where Wolfsbane is waiting. Wolfsbane's feet still on the table. He's not looking at you as you walk in, but you can see, like, maybe one of his feet was, like, nervously tapping or, like, shaking in the air, and now it just stopped. The air feels warmer, hotter, almost, and you can kind of feel his own flames are starting to roar up as you get closer. We need to talk. About what? About whatever you need to say to me. Whatever I need to say to you? What about what you need to say to me? I'm sorry. This was Lily's choice. And it was your choice not to tell us. It was. So, tell me, with Lily gone, and your magical power to know what could happen, what do you know is going to happen next to us? I haven't seen anything immediately, but bigger events were changed by Lily's sacrifice, and she knew that going into it. So she made big changes, and now you can't tell what's all gonna happen. Isn't that just fucking convenient? I can't tell yet. I'm... I'm going to focus, and I'm going to try and figure out what is going on now. The visions, sometimes they just come on their own. Well, you better figure it out soon. We have a kid in this place that out of nowhere got magical powers, and somehow the fix to him showed up outside my garage. Next thing I know, we see them again. I saw Pandora again. I shouldn't see someone who's supposed to be dead, Lark. Dead people stay dead. Lily is staying dead. What is going on here, Lark? I don't know. I am going to do my best to figure it out. But you have to give me time. That's all you need, huh? Just some time? This isn't a light switch I can flick on. <laughs> it's always wait. It's always wait, wait, wait. Well, I'm tired of it. And Wolfsmane, he stands up. He looks at everyone else. Like, he looks out of the room and everyone else is... I'm going to go ride my bike. Call me if you need me. It starts leaving the room. Wolfsbane, for what it's worth, I am sorry. For what it's worth, I believe you. But I don't think that's really worth anything. And he's off. Thank you so much for listening to Bloom and Blight. Our cast includes Taylor as the director, Candace as Belladonna, Logan as Wolfsbane, Kit as Daffodil, and Anna as Larkspur. 
Cast details can be found in the show description. All production is handled by Anna and Kit. All sounds and music, courtesy Epidemic Sounds. Girl by Moonlight is a Forged in the Dark system from Evil Hat Productions. To stay up to date with all things Bloom and Blight, be sure to give us a follow on social media at Bloom and Blight. Bloom and Blight is a Dareful Archives production. See you next time.